0: This is Bob Sorrentino from Italian Roots in Genealogy, and I'm here today with Amy Bowser-Tennant, uh, who is the genealogy reporter. So welcome, Amy. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Bob. I'm glad to be here.
0: Uh, no, that's great. And um, so you're out, we were just talking a little bit, you're in Ohio, yeah?
1: Yes, the good old state of Ohio, in about the Midwestern vicinity on uh, Rural area, born and raised, but I did move away for seventeen years. I just happened to move back and buy a little farm um, two miles down from my home place. So,
0: oh, that's great! That's fabulous! That's fabulous! Um, you know, my my daughter, uh, b- well, both our children are adopted, and my daughter mine are comes...
1: too. All three oh, of my children. No kidding! Oh
0: yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, Nicole comes from, her birth family comes from uh, South Carolina. Right? I think about a half hour from um, Columbia. And they still have, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 acres out there. And I keep telling her, why don't you, why don't you go there? She's a nurse. I want not you go there? And we'll, we'll buy a farm and build a couple of buildings or something. <laughs> well,
1: um, you know, our family, we have... Um, My farm is two miles on the same road as where I grew up. My sister's farm is two miles the other direction on the same road. And my parents have since moved and they moved around the corner um, about a mile and a half. And then my son is on uh, another house on their property. So there's a big chunk of us here on several different farms as well.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And they're working farms. Yeah.
1: Um. No, not necessarily. No, Um, mine, we have chickens and they work. They lay wonderful (laughs) eggs. Um, When I was growing up, my dad did do a little bit of agricultural farming, wheat, corn, soybeans. But right now, none of us are currently farming agriculture. I'm the only one that keeps chickens. Uh, So we're not big on that part. It's mostly hobby farming, gardens, things like that.
0: Uh, yeah, well, my my nephew's in he's in uh, Massachusetts, and he has chickens, too. So. Um, I love chickens. So uh, I'm going to assume that since you're in Ohio, uh, that your family's been here for quite some time, yeah?
1: Yes, my family came to the area about 1805-ish um, on one line. And then probably around the 1830s from another line. So we've been in Ohio for a very long time. We've been in this exact county since the 1940s.
0: Okay, and so where did they where did they come from when they got, before they came from Ohio? Did they were they immigrants or did they come from another state? No,
1: nope, they came from another state. Um, one line came from Delaware, and the other one came from Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania group were um, German Baptist. So they came from the German vicinity. The ones in Delaware, I am not 100% sure where all of them came from. One line of the Delaware group was from England. But um, for for the most part, uh, I think we were German-English immigrants. And they would have come probably in the time frame of about 1700s but honestly i've not been able to substantiate that so i hesitate to throw that out there until i personally do the research and confirm um, exactly where they came from so <laughs> uh
0: yeah you know and i'm glad you brought that up because um you know a lot of people and, and i i'm the same way i don't take anything at face value i have to confirm it and reconfirm it and sometimes Well, in one case, I actually went to a professional and said, am I right here? Um, But I don't take anything at face value. And I know a lot of people, they go on Ancestry and they start clicking away and, you know, the names are the same and, you know, they just assume that that's that's who it is. Um, But I think it's important to stress for this conversation and anybody doing research is you really, really want to be accurate when you do this.
1: Yes, it saves you and everyone else a whole world of hurt (laughs) if you're accurate and thorough in your research. I agree.
0: How did you come about to start the website? uh, And I I guess, you know, probably helped you along, but, but also to offer advice to other people.
1: You know, I've been, I had been doing genealogy for quite some time. Actually, Bob, I'll tell you a funny story. I attended Brigham Young University, Provo, Utah uh, as a freshman in college and we all had to take one semester of family history. Really? Uh, really? Yes. Ah. And I hated it. Hated <laughs> it. I, I mean, if you would have told me <laughs> that I would become a professional genealogist, I probably would have laughed you right out of the funny papers. I mean, really, I just hated that class. I did poorly. Okay. Um, it did not pique my interest. But then later on, the big scrapbooking craze got real popular among stay-at-home moms. And I was a brand new stay-at-home mom. And I thought, yeah, I love scrapbooking. So I started gathering all those family photos and realizing that mom and dad did not know the names of a lot of these pictures. That's what got me hooked. And I started in on my own family search uh, work. And then I got a calling at church as a family history consultant where I would work at the local family history center and help other people. That is when I realized, you know, I think I might want to make a career of this. Uh, But there was a lot of training that needed to happen between that times. But it was roughly about 10 years when I started my first blog, which was called My Kith and Kin. And I did that for several years, kind of playing around, learning the business form of, of genealogy and what a genealogy blog for education might look like, and then developed the Genealogy Reporter with an emphasis on um, education, inspiration, and also news, because the genealogy community was moving so quickly that you could hardly keep up with what was going on uh, unless you were immersed in it. And most people don't have time to immerse themselves daily in the goings-on of genealogy world. So that's where the Genealogy Reporter came in.
0: Oh, that's pretty neat. And, you know, and I started kind of, kind of almost the same way. I, unlike you, uh, my mom had the same book uh, when I was growing up and I grew up a very, very long time ago, uh, more years than I want to admit. Uh, But we had the old book and it actually had this wooden cover on it with the black pages and the little corners and everything. Uh, And I used to love going through that, that book. We always had, uh, a card. I've mentioned this before. It's about the size of an index card, which was my great grandfather, my, my paternal great grandfather from um, my dad's mom. And he, uh, in Italian, it said from the Dukes of Capricota. And my mother would always say he was like a Duke or a Count or something like that. And I never pursued it, never thought to ask my grandmother or, or anything like that. Um, but my mom was pretty good. She had the names on the pictures and everything. You know, fast forward to from probably 1960 to, you know, 2005 or somewhere around there, I started getting the bug to find out where I came from and and understand that. And that's where I started with that card. Well, the amazing thing about it is I always thought I would find a little something about this man. What I found was uh, his wife was actually very, very noble in Italy and led me back as far as Charlemagne, as direct descendants. Um, So once I did that, I really, then I really had this bug. And I kind of did the same thing. I started a little website, mainly to kind of just maybe brag a little bit. (laughs) But also Uh, if if the family wanted to look at things. Uh, And then, um, and that was great. But that was only a one-way conversation and that's why I started doing the, the podcast and now I put the YouTube out there too um, because it's just so interesting hearing other people's stories and what, where they come from. So with that, I mean, what are some of the things that you found out whether it's in your family or someone that you helped you know, uh, research their family? What kind of things have you found?
1: Well, I think the most amazing thing that we found, which very much surprises people when I share this, is that my mother's line is from, they are a family of free people of color. And that's surprising because my mother looks just like me, blonde hair, light skin, blue eyes. So we were very um, surprised when we found that her great-grandfather was listed as a Black child. The censuses, and as we move back through time, all the family they were they were people of color since 1900. So 1910 is where the family started being recorded as white. That's really not that far removed, and and so that has led us to lots of new understandings about why the family felt the way they did, why they lived where they lived. different aspects of their life started making more sense. And then also to then confirm that using DNA evidence was really special. So having that free people of color line, it's been so fascinating. You know, it was surprising. It's been exciting, but it's also really humbling to know that we're, you know, you can't tell by looking at a person what their history is. And that's why just another reason why research is so important and sharing of the, the family stories, whether that be an oral history or a written history or what have you. So that's probably my number one favorite thing. And then I'd say number two has been researching my children's birth families. Mm-hmm. has been so fun. They don't think it's as fun as I do, but I think it's really fun. <laughs> my oldest daughter, um, her family on one side hails from Mexico. So that was very interesting too, because she's a blonde haired blue-eyed, light-complected child. And so we realized that there was a Native American, uh, Mexican, Central American tie to her family so close to her, you know, just two generations away. So we were able to um, trace her family back and find that one of her Native American lines leads to a Kiowa Indian woman in New Mexico. I think that was her fifth great grandmother. So, those are just two of the many awesome things I found doing genealogy.
0: Uh, yeah. And, and of course, I did the same thing. We all took the test. Um, mm-hmm. And um, the interesting thing about um, my son, uh, Matthew, is that his dad is Puerto Rican. Uh, my wife's dad is Puerto Rican. And they're fifth to eighth cousins. Through the DNA test.
1: Oh, how neat!
0: Uh, so that was that was an interesting find, uh, obviously. And he he's older. He's going to be twenty six. He never really was interested in finding his birth family that much. We would ask him all the time, and we would say, "Nicole, did it? Do you want to?" you know he really didn't wasn't bothered by it. Uh, and then I guess it's uh, I guess it's almost it's almost a year now. I got a message from his sister who did DNA and said, I'm a match to MS on your chart. Who is that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm looking for my brother. And I said, well, that's him. So, you know, I asked him and I said, do you, you know, do you want to, um, do, you know, beat your birth family and everything? And then he did, you know, so that was oh. kind of the, the spark that he needed, I guess, to, to, to find somebody out there. Nicole, mm-hmm. on the other hand, was torturing us from when she was 16 And I said, well, you can't, you know, you have to wait till you're 18. 18. That's the way it works. And, well, I know somebody who said, I said, doesn't matter. You know? Um, So she was the day after her 18th birthday. Okay. I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, we, as I mentioned earlier, you know, they're from, uh, they were uh, from South Carolina. They were both the kids were born in Jacksonville. But, um, oh okay. Nicole's family was from South Carolina and doing her research was very interesting because her families both her parents' families were here from uh, uh, the 1600s.
1: Oh my
0: um, and, early. and yeah and came through you know Virginia and um, you know into North Carolina, South Carolina We just kind of worked their way down. Um, and, um, Nicole is a direct from Daniel Boone, uh, and Captain Morgan, the pirate.
1: Oh my goodness. What? (laughs) That is funny. That is so neat.
0: And she's also a distant, 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 um, dispenser from Princess Di's family.
1: Wow. So I was able to history.
0: Yeah. And that's through her dad's line. Her mom, I couldn't get really that, that far back. Uh, I knew they came here early, but they didn't have any gateway links or anything like that. So I couldn't really go back that far. And so, but, you know, I told her, I said, you're, you're an ancestor of Daniel Boone. She said, who's that? Oh, <laughs> so I days, these days. I know, it's unbelievable. Right? <laughs> I don't know, maybe because Coffee we saw children. Daniel Boone and David Crockett on TV, so we know who they are. Oh,
1: right, right, right.
0: Uh, and they don't show those shows anymore. So you got that spark. I think it's so funny that you went to Brigham Young University and you had to take a class and you hated it, and now you do it. I think that's hysterical. I
1: know. It is quite ironic that <laughs> that I was forced to take it, hate it. You know, maybe that's a good lesson to learn. Don't force people. Just encourage, enlighten, and inspire.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I myself, I just, I, I'm one of Maybe just a couple of my family that are really, really interested in this stuff, and I can't understand how people aren't interested in it. Uh, I know, and, and other people just think like, "Yeah, okay, that's nice, but you're out of your mind." Right. That's the way I am.
1: So yeah, the proverbial eye roll every time you bring it up, or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 um, and and but then you know when I do come on something, you know, amazing, or they go, "Oh, oh, okay, that's oh, that's I like that." You know? Right. Um, so what, if, if people go to your, uh, website, what could they find there and how could you help them find their family or do research on their own?
1: We'll be right back.
0: Italian Roots and Genealogy is proudly sponsored by your Dolce Vita and Dawn Matera, connecting people to their purpose in life and continuing their legacy. For more information, contact Dawn at www.yourdolcevita.com
1: Well, I have two big outlets, I guess I would say, um, and that would be my website, www.thegenealogyreporter.com, and then my YouTube channel. I do use social media quite a bit, Facebook and Instagram, and I post some videos that are exclusive to Facebook or some news blasts or blurbs that are exclusive to Facebook or Instagram. So uh, a little bit everywhere you go. At the blog, I try to focus on material that might be more educational. And then also I have a dedicated post for free webinars for the month of whatever. Actually, I'm behind on getting that May 1 out. So it will be out hopefully later today or tomorrow. But um, that offers a place to go each month, the beginning of the month, click on this blog post, and it just lists several free webinars that you can attend either live or as a recording. And it's free. And then um, my YouTube channel is probably the best place for someone to go to be, to have tips and tricks, education in the genealogy field and of research and so forth, but that are short. I try to keep them at somewhere anywhere between um, five to 15 minutes long. I I don't like them to be terribly long. So it's a trick or a tip that maybe you could listen to real quick and then go and try it for yourself. Uh, So those are a little. that's a little bit about where to go to get good information from my website or from the YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's, that's really great advice because I know a lot of people, uh, especially now, more and more people are doing it. They want to start, but they don't really know where to start or how to start. Uh, and you know, should I do a DNA test or should I hire a professional? Um, I recently just started... Uh, cause I've, I've done several interviews with them. I point people towards, if, if you don't want to spend a lot of money, you're not that interested in finding, you know, this whole list of DNA matches go to familysearch.org because it's a free resource.
1: Right. I, so I don't know if you knew, I work for family search as a blogger. I also blog for family search. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And, yeah. And um, I'm, I'm also a liaison in my area for digitizing efforts so we digitize a lot of the county records here. In fact, we have a project starting today um, in one of the northern counties. But um, I love family search And not only for, like you were saying, records and the fact that it's free, that you can get your birth and marriage and death certificates from there. But when it comes to starting your genealogy outright, a big, very beginner course, they have webinars on there for free that will walk you through step-by-step of how to do your genealogy from the get-go. You know, just going around the house and picking up pictures of papers and, and documents and newspaper clippings, you know, from that to filling out a tree, and everything in between. And then you can kind of go out to different websites like myself and, and others who talk about um, working specifically with land records or specifically with uh, Friedman Bureau records or what have you. So, I love FamilySearch. They have so much to offer over there.
0: Uh, yeah, and I did um, I did several interviews with people from there. They've been very nice to me and very gracious, I, I have mm-hmm. to say. Um, and uh, one thing that I, I I didn't know about until I talked to them was uh, that they actually have a free consultation, which yes. kind of give, give you a jump start too.
1: Yes, a lot of people don't don't realize that, and it's become very popular right now. Because the family history library there in Salt Lake has been closed and now they have like just very minimal hours. And so those consults became really popular just recently, but they've, they've been there for a while so um,
0: Yeah, and I did too. And um, one of them that I did, I, I had a roadblock with um, <clears throat> some with a family in Italy, the Riso family. Uh, mm-hmm. and they uncover the will, from my sixth great-granduncle, wow, forty-three uh, page will.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> and uh, it's all in Italian, right? So, oh my, but this forty-page, forty-three-page will, where he bequeathed everything to my fifth great-grandmother. She she was the Duchess of Capricotta. and she he bequeathed it to her because he only wanted to leave his fortune to somebody with the last name Riso. and there were no males. And as I went through this with, with uh, my friend Elena in, in Italy who translated it for me, um, he was a very strong willed person and wanted to control things even beyond the grave and put down certain things about this church how to get money from this person and, and all of that. But he was very, very much concerned that somebody without the last name De would get his fortune, huh? Um, and it was it was it was quite a lot of money. It was a hundred thousand Ducati, which which a Ducati today is worth like would have been worth about one hundred fifty dollars. So it was quite a lot of money that he left. Wow.
1: <laughs> um, well, anybody that has that kind of money should be able to decide where it goes. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, um, and, and and he wanted it. I mean what what she explained to me was that he wanted this to go on in perpetuity, but um, it didn't happen because the Italian laws changed. And my uh, fifth great grandmother was actually able to leave it to her oldest son, who was, uh, he was a um, Capucci Picicelli, and so he didn't have the same last name, but... There wasn't wasn't much too much Gaspari could do about it at that point in time. <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> He's a little out of out of touch by then. Yeah, uh,
0: uh, yeah. But I, you know, and, and the, I guess the point of this long winded conversation of mine is that there was very very valuable information in wills, deeds, um, church records, things like that. That you probably you you, you get a better picture of the people through those than just a simple birth or death certificate.
1: Absolutely. And you know what too, Bob, I don't think a lot of people realize that at Family Search, when they go in and do that initial search on the search page, you know, and they pop in a name and a place and a blah, 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 they're only getting a results list that is of records that are already indexed. Yet there are literally millions upon millions of digitized images in there of records that haven't been indexed. And so learning to use the card catalog or like you did going for a consult will typically reveal these amazing records, land land records, probate records, um, city or town censuses, church records, and all sorts of things that, that you might have access to, but didn't even know you did because you didn't know how to navigate, you know, family search to get it. So I think um, you're absolutely right. And and even in other countries, like you said, in Italy, um, they have a lot of records from all over the world, not just the United States, so. Uh,
0: yeah, and you could actually, you can wa- actually watch the little clicker going as they're uh, filming, filming more and more records. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. And you can be thinking of me starting today. I wonder if that's something right now. See? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Um, so if, if you were going to give one piece of advice to someone who either is just starting out or thinking about starting out, what, what would that advice be?
1: I think the most important piece of information for somebody starting out is to get educated first. And even if that's only a one hour webinar somewhere, say family search on how to get started, just hearing the process of how it works the first time will open up and answer a lot of your questions that you have as a, new, as a newbie, if you will. And then um, kind of in conjunction with that, I would say to, that you need to make education a part of your daily genealogy work even if it's just one blog post that you read one quick video you watch I, I use educational videos and webinars from all over the internet on a regular basis even now um, there's just so much to learn you can't possibly learn it all at once so education 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 that's what I say
0: uh, you know that's, that's good advice I do that I do the same thing. Um, well, this has been great. A lot of fun, very educational. Uh, just, uh, again, I'll put the links out there. So everybody knows, can you give us the name of the, uh, your website again, and also the YouTube channel?
1: Yep. The web- website is www.thegenealogyreporter.com. And it's the same the genealogy reporter over on YouTube.
0: Well, thanks again. I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Thank you, Bob. Thanks for having me.